Sadie Hawkins dance in my khaki pants. There's nothing better. Except for perhaps talking about my top 10 favorite Reliant K songs with my friends. This week on My Tasty Music is Terrible, we sit down and individually share what our top 10 Reliant K songs are, like I just said. Intro music. I mean, that, that's, like, how I go about most of my interactions and, in like, my life is, like, suspense, mm. and then we're having a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, hey, welcome to the, the pod this week uh, for the third time in the studio is uh, our, our friend Nathan Robertus. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Drummer first, friend second. <laughs> right. Yeah, we, right. I think we've established that. Pod, podcast goes third. <laughs> the the <Pod>. drummer? <laughs> and he's so much more than that. He's so much more. Um, no, but yeah, so you officially beat those pesky crab trees for our most frequent guest. It's true. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. I know oh, that yeah, was your goal. Third time? Yeah. Right? Third time's a charm? Yeah. They've only, they've individually been on it twice. Okay. So... Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But uh-huh. since they are one, that's four times. Well, well, my wife's bound, though. Oh! So that would be, I don't know. Just saying. I think the Robertuses have the Crabtrees beat. Right. Because they, they've been on it together once, and oh. then individually once. That's true. Right? Wait. Wait. No. no. Who's in charge? Matt, Who's Matt, in charge of this show? Matt. Madison hasn't been on. I tried to get Madison to do a Lincoln Park episode with us. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right. And she's like, no, I have to study. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have to study Lincoln Park. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, at the top of the show, typically we love to ask our guests a particular question. Uh, and Nathan, if you would open up your text messages, mm-hmm. um, can you show that photo to the rest of us? Yep. So do you know who that is? So I I I, di- I disobeyed your deliberate instructions. Wait, really quick, really quick, listeners, if you know who that is, write into the pod. <laughs> <laughs> so my first instinct was when Tanner told me not to look at my text was I immediately looked at them, and I saw this picture of this elderly hey. woman in a stately pose, and I I immediately thought it was my decrepit piano teacher. Um. And was immediately told I was incorrect. So beyond that, I have no earthly clue who this is. Right. But I'm getting, I'm getting possibly a UK vibe from this photo for some reason. Ooh, chase that. Chase, chase that. it. Okay. Um, government potentially. I don't know. That's all I got. The Iron Lady. Okay. Ooh, that's a great name, and I've heard it before, but I don't know who that is. So it's now that I like to ask the question. 
Nathan, what has been Margaret Thatcher in your heart? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? This is a twist. So this is how we finally stopped the Gerard Way <laughs> Well, no, we... We, okay, because the last time, so for Paramore when Nathan was on the show, it mm-hmm. was like, it's just funny how much you, like, want this to be fun, like, the Gerard Way <laughs> thing to be funny, and so I just was like, well, we're going to throw that out the window <laughs> and talk about Margaret Thatcher. Well, yeah. which is way funnier. <laughs> which is, <laughs> uh, the worst part is I didn't recognize Margaret, th- Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> I'm sorry. But I, man, I was in the ballpark, though, wasn't I? Right. You, you were just so my intuition. <laughs> That was insane. I know. I was like, "How? How is he doing this?" <clears throat> so, what has been uh, Margaret Thatcher in your heart? Man, I don't know. I I think I think I was talking with you guys about this before. I just recently sold my condo, and mm-hmm. uh, something that's been bothering me is that that there was no exchange of a small monopoly like deed. Uh, for some reason, I thought that that was a thing that might happen, and I was excited about it. But no, it's it's all digital now. So I'm bothered though that there's you know I can't keep this little like you know two by three card in my safe that says um, that says a street name on it for a deed. So um, yeah, hey, deeds are all online now. Chase your dreams, Nathan. No one's telling you you can't do that. That's hey. a great point. You I'm gonna make my own deed. You should. I just got a deed from Tanner. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now I have this. What what does it, it say? It just says deed a street name in <laughs> those exact words. So that seems pretty official. It go, isn't. Go home and show that to, to Madison. It's, it's I will. Very Ron Swanson of you. It is. <laughs> I, can I do bought supply. I, <laughs> I can do what I want. I do have a permit. <laughs> yes. That is what has been Margaret thatching my heart uh, to answer your question. It's awesome. Now we love to ask the question for everybody to answer. What's been Margaret thatching on our ears? <laughs> Gosh. Um, I'll start. Um, what does thatching mean? Can somebody so, look up what thatch means? I've, I'm scared Isn't it to roofing? Do that. It's like when you're weaving a roof for like a thatched roof. A roof covering of straw, reeds, palm leaves, or similar material. Okay, so what has been covering my ears in straw and palm leaves? Um, Honestly, I have not been listening to much music lately outside of Reliant K because, and I know I shouldn't plug another podcast on our podcast, but (laughs) I've been just addicted to this podcast called Dungeons and Daddies, which is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, and it's hilarious. (laughs) So, and there is a disclaimer on the artwork that says not a BDSM podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, where are we going? Oh, I'll go next. Whoa, what if we went counterclockwise? No. Yeah, you're right. That's no, crazy. That's <laughs> I can't handle that. We don't have the technology. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, besides Reliant K, I recently found a band on YouTube, actually YouTube playthrough of a song because it looked interesting because this guy was using a neural DSP uh, foot pedal, like quad cortex I think it was. I thought that looked cool so I checked it out. This band called Spirit Box. No, I've heard of them. They are like a gent groove metal band Uh or something from Vancouver, Canada. Interesting. So they must be nice people. (laughs) <laughs> and they make good music. Interesting. I swear I've heard them. 
Yeah, they're good. Nice. And hmm. the guitar player's real good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the band Cage the Elephant has been Margaret mm. thatching my ears a lot lately. Right. Yes. Um, I recently got Tell Me I'm Pretty on vinyl, which was the last one I needed. Uh, and it's one of my favorite records, so that's been good. Um, and I've also been listening to a, a couple UK bands I found. One is called Griff. Um, she's kind of a, um electronic kind of singer-songwriter, kind of, but very interesting stuff. And the other one is a band called Salem. Um, that's a side project of Creeper, um, which is a UK like punk band. And it's really, really? interesting. Yeah, you that should look amazing. up, should look up Salem. Creeper. Salem is like... Like weirdly, it's like cutesy occult. <laughs> I guess is how I would describe it. It's okay. very strange, okay. but but the, musically, like instrumentally, it's fantastic. So, so Creeper is like AFI if AFI never started to suck. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. They're like the Misfits or AFI. like they're really really good. Yeah. Um, really and they're Creeper. consistent. Mm-hmm. I feel like the British do punk really well. I so. Oh yeah. I, I love the fact that you had to qualify singer-songwriter with, but really interesting. <laughs> um, what's been Margaret Thatching on my ears? In my ears. What's on, been Margaret Thatching your on ears? On my ears. No, no, no you're just Thatching your ears. Oh, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> but this is your own bit and you're not getting your but, right. but is it unexpected? Like No. I would argue it is unexpected. But I don't like it very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what you said, and I hate it. Okay, so... Oh gosh. Um, I'm going to pull a tanner. And I've, I started at the bottom of King Me, and I'm working my way up. And now I'm here. And... Uh, <laughs> But uh, it is, like, guys, don't listen to this podcast. Go listen to King Me. It is, it's so good. It's just these guys going over every film adaptation of every Stephen King movie chronologically. And it's so freaking funny. Because hmm. it starts off really good with, like, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining and, like, um, Carrie from 1976 and, like, really solid movies. And it just turns into schlock, like, a few years later. And it gets so bad. And it's so funny. So yeah, I like I I mean I've been listening to like Intuit over it proper because that turned ten this year really, hmm. and Blink One Eighty Two's Neighborhoods which turns ten this year and then Newfound Glory's Radio Surgery which turns ten so I've kind of been like going through those three albums mm-hmm. there you go out of nostalgia you know so there you go <clears throat> I didn't even hear Intuit over it until like two years ago when you posted it on your Instagram story. Oh, no way. And I was like, that's a cool album cover. And I looked it up and I was like, this band rules. Dude, they're so good. Mm. Um, yeah, I think Evan Evan Weiss from Intuit Over It is like emo's Kurt Cobain. Mm. Like what Kurt Cobain did for grunge is like what Evan Weiss did for emo. He's incredible. I really look up to him. So, mm. Evan, right into the show. We know you're <laughs> listening. Yeah. <clears throat> um... I was told to not let us forget that we have something. So I wrote a song about Josh because he's not here this week again, and we miss him. And I wrote a song, so we're gonna sing it when I am like done counting down. But the lyrics are: 
your your beard is brown, your eyes are blue. Your beard is brown and your eyes are blue. We're recording the podcast and we're missing you. Your hair is brown. Your beard is brown. Your beard is brown. Your eyes are blue. We're recording the podcast. We're missing you. Okay. One, two, three. Your beard is brown. Your eyes are blue. We're recording the podcast. And missing you. Gosh, why did we do that? <laughs> okay. Um, we miss you, Josh. If you're still listening. <laughs> Alright. Are we... Uh, is it time? It's time. What are we doing? We are ranking our top 10 Reliant K... Now, why would we do that? Songs. Because... (laughs) (laughs) Because, okay, the first episode of this podcast... Well, sort of the first episode of this podcast was... there's um, There's a lot of different stories. Was about Reliant K. We ranked all their albums. Um, that was a good episode. And it was just the three of us. Myself, TK, and Jono. And uh, we decided to revisit Reliant K, but instead of just doing the same thing, mm-hmm. we figured we'd do our top ten songs. Because I don't think my rankings would change. I think mine would. Mine might. But that's okay. Mine are set in stone, baby. I think my... That's the really important rankings would stay the same. Right. Like, Forget mm-hmm. It Not Slow Down is still my favorite Reliant K album. Hmm. Um... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Collapsible Lung is definitely still my least favorite Reliant K album. Hmm. So, okay. so we're doing songs this time. Mm-hmm. Um, are we doing that same order? Or are we starting with me? Yeah, baby. Okay. Alright. Does anyone need anything like a beverage or... Um, the next time someone goes to the fridge, if there's like an IPA in there, I would take one. Right into the pot if you need a beverage. <laughs> My tasty music is terrible at gmail.com. <laughs> um, if I, sw- I, I swear to the Lord, if somebody writes into our podcast and asks for a beverage, I will stop whatever I'm doing and deliver you that beverage. Wait, what if it's like oh, one of our listeners in another country? What if it's Rebecca St. James, my guy? <laughs> and she's waiting there with like a sack to put over there. <laughs> Anywhere in the continental U.S. How about that? Anywhere in the continental Gallatin County. (laughs) (laughs) Can you ship beverages? Yep. Yes. They're olive oil, right, guys? Come on now. (laughs) I mean, you you can buy alcohol online. Like, you can ship it. Oh, I bought bought whiskey internationally online. Right. It's really hard to do in Montana because no one will ship it here. Right. But some will. Some will. Very few. Mm-hmm. Instead, Shout you just have to, to find your whiskey for way more expensive. What's well, like I always say. <clears throat> Ship happens. Yep. Uh-huh. We found the dad in the room. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, anyway, so my number 10... Uh, well, okay. My number 10 of my top 10 Reliant K songs. Yeah. Right. right. I feel yeah. like we don't have to say that every time, right? Like, this, that's established moving forward that... 
the number 10 doesn't mean it's like your least favorite Reliant K song. It's your 10th favorite Reliant K song out of like 200 songs. Exactly. I was just say that means it's like number right 10 out of 190 below it. I'm not going to lie. This ranking was actually pretty easy for me once I narrowed it down to 10 because I was like, honestly, the order doesn't really matter that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I did have a, way too much about the order. I, I, I had a really cool realization today <clears throat> because... Like, I would just, like, on a very serious level, like, I love the genre emo and, like, study it and know a lot about it. And I realized that the first time I ever heard the term emo was from the Pressing On music video by Reliant K. Hmm. Because oh. there, there's a scene where, like, they get to the, like, the video shoot at the end. Because it's, like, this really funny video where the music video is them getting out of their van to go film the music video. That's the entire thing. And then they get to the end... And the director's like, yeah, like, what are you guys, like, kind of pop punk, like, emo? And I remember hearing that term and being like, I wonder what that is. And then I, like, just, just like, decided to figure out what emo is. And it was from that music video, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I don't know. The more you know. Well, there you go. Alright. Okay, so for real this time, my 10th favorite Reliant K song is Which to Bury, Us or the Hatchet. Ooh. Um, I love the banjo in this song. I think it's just it's just perfect. Yeah, the people that play the banjo. Tell I me mean, what you think of them. I you know, every single person I know that plays the banjo, um, I very much like. Oh. So, yeah, there you go. You didn't expect me to be nice to you, did you? No. <laughs> um Yeah, I love the banjo in the song and I, I think it is like honestly one of the most mature breakup songs. Um, and yeah, I think that that's really cool because there's like, there's like elements of it of like self growth where it's like, we're breaking up and this sucks and it's like your fault essentially. And then it kind of shifts to like taking ownership over like your own mistakes in that relationship and like, um, you know, being able to kind of accept the fact that like, maybe we're not just breaking up because we hate each other and it's actually like what's best. And so, yeah, I just, I like it. I mean, musically, I think it's great, and I think it is very well written, as most Reliant K songs are. And like I said, one of the most mature breakup songs that there is. Everyone open your beer at the same time. Ready? One, two. God, man. I couldn't get it open. Nathan, I can't open oh, no. It's a twist top. Wow. What? what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think we broke oh, it. What the hell is this? Is your shirt... I should not have to use my shirt. Do you want me to open up here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like I, 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 I made it loose. Here. Uh, Can I try that? Oh, oh sorry. I, I really want. Yeah. No, I'm glad you got it. Look, I, I have these weak banjo playing hands. <laughs> Stop playing the banjo. I will say though that song was probably the oh, first so song that I was listening to on a like I was out working in the yard had it playing on a speaker and like my mom was visibly upset by the screaming because uh, that's one of the only songs where they like really get after it like just shouting which is very appropriate for the subject matter I think mm-hmm. I, I like it a lot but yeah I just remember her being what is this honey is this Christian <laughs> so yeah that's a good song, though, but yeah. What demons are coming out of those speakers, Nathan? <laughs> um, for years, when I would play music in my room, my dad would come into my room and he'd be like, 
can or some guy screaming in your room. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he would do it today. Like if I was listening to it, he'd be like, somebody That'd screaming in your car. And then you'd turn around like like Rod from Hot Rod and just be like, yeah! <laughs> and then, then I'd get a baton and like extend it and then smash a lamp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie so much. Alright, it's my turn. This is my 10th favorite song from Reliant K. Um, top 10 favorite songs. 10th favorite song. Okay. Uh, <laughs> College Kids. Oh. It's my number 10. And I didn't, I didn't grow up listening to Two Left Don't Make a Right But Three Do at all. I, my, the first album that I heard was mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this was a newer addition for me. And um, I just think it's one of the cleverest songs, for oh, yeah. sure. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Go listen to it. You'll laugh and cry. Learn, yeah, laugh, cry. If you're in college, you'll definitely cry. Yeah. Right, because I'm sure some of it's really true, and it's truth that you need to hear mm-hmm. if you're in college. Some some yeah. people, you know who you are. Like, just, just throwing it out there for anyone who needs to hear it. Your yeah, girlfriend... Just, had three other boyfriends last semester. <laughs> and you should show up for your midterm. <laughs> for your midterms. Right. Yeah. And like read the papers you're signing or you're gonna end up enlisting in the Navy. <laughs> or maybe call your dad because it's his alma mater and he might be able to help. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which actually was my situation. Interesting though. Yeah. Okay. So I'd listen to that song that going to college and be like, I hate all of this. I hate that it's still relevant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Yeah. And it was written, what year did that album come out? Like 2003 or something? Yeah, it, it's still relevant. It's yep. great. Did you guys like college? Eh, I was indifferent. So it was better than high school. I went to yeah. the only college I've done outside of like basically auditing a few Bible college classes was for my junior and senior year of high school. I went to the community college and I loved it because high school sucks. And I was like, wait, so I get all the same amount of credits, and I only do three classes a day instead of six, mm-hmm. and then it takes me like an hour and a half to do my homework, so I'm spending less time on this. That's awesome. And yeah, so yeah, I enjoyed it. I didn't see, I didn't have a car for like the first year of college, so mm-hmm. I like would take the bus from like from Belgrade to Bozeman. Mm-hmm. Hated that. So I did have a car, but it, I, I had turned 16 that summer. And so I got a car, like, right before I started going to college. And then, um, like, my last year, so the second year I was in college, I was still, like, you know, having to buy all my own gas and everything. And I was a poor 17-year-old. And then I met this girl who lived, like, way out of the way from where I was going to college. Mm -hmm. And almost every day I would drive all the way out to her house and pick her up. And then she would go to the college with me because she was doing school online. Um, And then like we'd hang out you know and then I'd have to take her home and so I was just like constantly always out of gas and then after a while of hanging out with her her dad was like hey I just want to say I really appreciate you like driving her around and hanging out with her getting out of the house and stuff here's like 40 bucks for gas and I was like wait a second you're paying me <laughs> to hang out with your hot daughter every day like and then and then I married her yeah alright so 
I was hoping that in that way. I was like, it's better be Claire or I'm going to riot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so my number 10. Can I... I feel like I should have mentioned this before. Can, can I do some honorable mentions? Because I got five that didn't Ooh, make the list. I have honorable that, mentions that I like as well. You want to do yours first? I, I have quite a few. These can are I, ones that I was thinking of. Can I do one really quick before? Yeah, you? absolutely. You can so start. One of, one of my honorable mentions was your number 10. Okay. College Kids. Interesting. Because I love that song. Yeah. Um, I will say this. I, with this list, I kind of focus more on like, a lot of my favorite Reliant K songs as much as I love the really clever, funny ones, a lot of my favorite Reliant songs are the more relatable ones. Mm. And so, not that College Kids isn't relatable, but it's definitely, I think it's intended to be kind of, like, funnier and clever, like you said. Yeah. Um, but the guitars in that song are awesome. Mm-hmm. 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 I think that is my favorite Matt Hoops lick. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. It's so good. That's good. Um, let's see. I have a few of them. I'll just list them off real quick. Chapstick, chap lips, and things like chemistry was one that um, I was thinking about. Um, don't blink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which that's got a great music video too. Yep. And I, honestly, as I'm looking through these, I'm realizing that they're going to give some things away. So I'm just going to say one more instead of the rest of them. Twelve Days of Christmas. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. I thought of yeah. this very briefly. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it counted, and also I didn't really want to put a Christmas song on there. Right. But the song is hilarious. So, so good. Goes when they're good. screaming at the end. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I didn't consider the Christmas album when I was putting this together, kind of for the same reason, but I will say it is definitely one of my favorite Christmas albums. Like, every it's single year, best it gets song. the most spins out of any Christmas oh, album, totally. by far. But totally. I have five... This is, and I think the five honorable mentions is really a testament to like how good this band is that these didn't even make my top ten. And also, I'd like to note that I tend so I think if I had made this list like ten years ago, it would be a very different list than now because I think now I tend to like like maybe some more of the weirder stuff or some of the unique stuff because while they definitely changed their sound over the years, like there was a little span there where it was reasonably homogenous. And so like anything that stood out or was different, I tended to be like, Ooh, that's interesting. So at least now back then I was like, give it, give it to me all. I'm, I'm mainline in all these albums, but, um, so be my escape, Sadie Hawkins dance, getting into you pirates who don't do anything. And I so hate consequences are my five honorable mentions, but they could all have easily been in there. It was, it was killing me to cut any of them. So, Yeah. Um, anyways, those are all incredible. And I also would like to note that um, I originally, when I, when you asked me weeks ago, like, what's your number one Reliant K album? I said Anatomy of the Tongue in Cheek. But going through this, my strategy was I went album by album and I, I wrote down every single song that I thought could potentially be on here. And I had four songs from Two Lefts, which was hard to cut it down to four. Four songs from Mm-hmm, which was also hard to cut down to four. But I only had two from Anatomy of the Tongue in Cheek. So... I was like, those two are actually definitely higher than Anatomy in terms of just number of songs that I like. But my number 10 is Collapsible Lung. Um, there's just something about that song, and maybe it's because of the whole tone of the rest of the album being a bit of a hopeless disaster, and then coming to the one hopeful song at the end that I really liked about it. Or I think the instrumental part of it I thought was really interesting. Um, I don't know. There's something about that song that I really like uh, that just has stuck with me over the years, I guess, and I always come back to that one. So whenever I make a playlist with Roland K on it, that one usually finds its way on there, but 
it's not number one, but it's definitely like one of my favorites, and it's definitely the best song on the album. It's the only one from that album that made it even close to top ten. So sure, and, and I was so distracted by my neighbor. It sounds like he's buzz sawing a metal pipe. Mm. What was your? <laughs> it was collapsible lung. Or yeah, okay, yeah, okay. That's my number ten. So one thing I want to say about your comment on your favorite album and then how many songs you chose. So I. I do think there's definitely a difference between like an album you like a lot of songs from mm-hmm. and then what's your favorite album as a whole. Right. Because, yeah. spoiler alert, my f- I mean, we all know from the first episode of this that my favorite Lion K album is Forget and Not Slow Down. Mm-hmm. However, on my top ten list, there's one song from that album on it. So. Well, because I've was, I was, I been thinking about this a lot mm. this week because I, I have more songs from Two Left to Make a Right but three to than any album on this list. And I feel like it's the same thing with... Um, with the Wonder Years because I love like my favorite Wonder Years album is The Greatest Generation mm-hmm. but I like the songs on No Closer to Heaven more mm-hmm. so I feel like it's like with because mm-hmm, that's like my favorite Reliant K um, album thank you Nathan um, so it's my favorite Reliant K album but I like the songs on Two Lefts like way more mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't think like because I think like an album is an experience like right. it tells a story it's a narrative it like takes you on a journey and I think like that, it's harder to like segment that and to chop it up. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, and lots of times, if if an album has a lot of great singles, it doesn't make it a great album. It's true. So, my number ten is Sadie Hawkins' dance. So the way that I chose my songs is I chose the songs that have stuck with me the longest, mm. and the songs that I like, I like had to clear my head. And just name ten songs that have impacted me the most. Mm-hmm. I like had to clear my like I, I just sat down, like on this couch and just was like, what, what are the ten songs? And I think for City Hawkins Dance, the reason why it's so great is it's it's the song that I first heard that showed me how funny they were, and their mm-hmm. sense of humor, and I think um, it's kind of like this, it, it's it's basically like a high school fantasy, right? Like. Um, and, and I think I really relate to that because like the song is about like just killing it with girls and like I am so awkward with girls like it and and so I think I've always kind of listened and I, I've always been that way like I'm sh- I'm shocked I got married in the first place because um, like it's bad but <clears throat> I think <laughs> even like because I, I heard that song when I was in fourth grade and since then it's been kind of like this like weird um, way to like give myself confidence or to like um, like not not like a fantasy but like a way to like pretend that like you, you know like you, you could be asked to the city you know and, and I think just like there's so many iconic lines like the khaki pants like every time I see or hear the word khaki pants like you think of Reliant K Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't, even, I didn't even, I didn't even know what a Sadie Hawkins dance was. Like I'm not even kidding you until like maybe high school, because I, I, I never like thought to be like, what is, what actually is that? Just because it's so closely tied to that song, and um, yeah, I think, and it's so catchy too. And like, there's so mm-hmm. many cool, like, there's like a lot of cool guitar work in it, mm-hmm. and there's like, um, it's really melodic, it's really like punchy and fast. And it's just, it holds up. It's like one of those pop punk songs that like just holds up. So, yeah. freaking love that song. It's great. I'm still impressed with like the musical maturity of a sophomore album. The, that anatomy is. Yeah. 
Like, we were talking yeah. about Paramore, how they came out swinging with Riot, but, like, this one's really good, too, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah, <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah we're recording the, the podcast. Um, okay, my number nine is The Lining is Silver. Ooh. Ooh. Um, that was one of my honorable mentions that I didn't mention that yeah. I will mention now. Ah, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Your unmentionables? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... It's one of my unmentionables. <laughs> so most of what I focused on um, with this list was lyrics. Um, and do, do we need to... No. Okay. I'm going to do um, We'll do it after... We come. We do another rotation okay. after everyone says. Yeah, yeah. Nobody told me. We have a game. Okay. Oh, the game. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. Stay I tuned for the game. game. Um, Dude, shut up! I just lost the game. <laughs> um. So yeah, my number nine is the lightning silver. Um. And I really love this song because first of all, the bass line is just so cool. Mm-hmm. Um. And you know, I just I always appreciate a good bass line, but um, I think that to me this song is just about like appreciating what you've got and like mm. just being grateful um and i think that that is really well summed up in this lyric it says i found a love in me i always somehow knew that it existed it just needed to be set free bon voyage and it talks awesome. about like isn't it nice to know that the lining is silver and then like but we're golden um and so yeah i just think like it's just one of those like when i listen to that song I just like literally think about how much I just love my friends and like the people in my life and I'm like man like mm-hmm. it's just so so good and so like wholesome hmm. I love that song hmm. um, my number nine is Marigold nice. Nice. air for free yeah nice. um, <laughs> yeah I yeah it's just a good song it's, it's definitely my favorite song off that album I love that album. I don't. Um, I was surprised at how many songs or songs that I didn't have on this list from that album because I think it's probably my third favorite album. But it's one of those things. Um, what you were saying, TK, about liking an album versus liking like, right. the singles off that album. Hmm. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, it's just a beautifully written song. I should have pulled up lyrics for it, but go pull it up yourself. Listen to it. Um, yeah, it's a really moving song. Yeah. And really positive and yeah, it's just it's just great. It makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Like air for free in general. Air mm-hmm. for free makes you feel good. I love that album. I had the t shirt for that album and I lost it on a road trip and I'm still really upset about it. It had like the three circles of air for free. <laughs> also they mispressed it, so I have one copy on vinyl that like right. skips constantly and then one good one. So they sent me oh. two good ones. Really? The first one I got was really good, and then they like sent everyone another copy. Okay. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> two albums. Did you guys just bragging? <laughs> I can't find one. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I yeah no that that that's the thing too. You're saying about how like positive they are. Like Reliant K, they kind of remind me of Bo Burnham in the sense where Bo is really good at like being really funny and then just cutting in with some sincerity like mm-hmm. really heartfelt sincerity and I think they do that really well too where they have a lot of cheeky songs but then they just have some like devastatingly mm-hmm. sincere songs that come in mm-hmm. um, so yeah that that's a good one that I 
So far, I don't know that one's come up that I haven't had at least have written down. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pressing On is my number nine. Nice. This is the first Reliant K song I ever heard. Mm-hmm. It was on like a Wow Hits album. Same. And I heard Pressing On, and I was like, this is the greatest song in the world. And my Same. mom was like, this is garbage. And then I went out and got all the... <laughs> and I think actually that that was from Anatomy. So that's yeah. that's where I got introduced to Reliant K, which is why I still haven't heard the first album that they ever right. made. But then ever since then, like every album that came out, I bought... Um, so so that was probably the same thing that I heard. Okay. So that that's our exposure. Yeah, yeah. Nathan, cool. you got introduced to Reliant K from Wow Hits. Yes. So did I. Really? Be My Escape, Wow yep. Hits 2006. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it was 2003? Uh, 2001. That pressing album? Or 2007, one of the two. I forget which year. That okay. Came out. I think it was 06. Right. Interesting. Dude, they're so good. And that, yeah, it was like, that was, it was like by far the best song on that album. Oh, and, I, and I was just like, I have to have more of this band. It was like Jump 5 and then Reliant K. <laughs> <And it was laughs> oh, like, I forgot about yeah, that one. Yeah. Get a yeah. pick, Reliant K, so. Yeah. But Not next on the podcast, though. Jump. Oh, God. No. <laughs> no, no, no. The plus one. I'd rather do oh. discography. I'd rather do Super Chick again. <laughs> super Chick revisited. Uh, Revenge of Super yeah, Chick. Top 10 Super Chick songs. Max Sue. <laughs> Um, we should do a Max Sue episode. Oh, yeah. That would be all really awesome. We should try to get him on. Let's get him on the podcast. Max Sue, if you're listening, write into the pod with your resume, um, and uh, we'll consider you. <laughs> we have a lot of applicants. Yeah, man, we have a lot of questions for you. Um, so after after I share, then Tanner's going to ask you some questions to see if you're actually pop punk. I knew this was going to happen. Because um, we forgot to do that. You did this to me last time. Whatever. <laughs> you put me on the spot. <laughs> and Bailey. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do here. We're, this is a gotcha podcast for sure. Yeah. Um, gotcha podcasting. <laughs> right, Hannah? That happened to you last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Sydney. And then Sydney flipped it on us. Yeah, and Sydney flipped it on us. Scoundrel. Okay, so my number nine Ryan K songs, I Don't Need a Soul. And... Oh. Uh... <clears throat> first line of this song is I listen to the sirens as they sing me back to sleep. I pray that no one's seriously hurt. It feels like everything is dying at the pivot point of me. I listen to the sirens tell me things could still be worse. And that is Mm. some of the best songwriting I think I've ever heard. Mm. Um, From what I gather of this song it's about him visiting his mom in the hospital um, as she's passing away. And, um, you know, like, obviously, like, I, so I've lost people to cancer, you know, like, we've talked about that on the Wonder Years episode, but, like, so I understand that kind of thing, but I think also what he's getting at, again, is this idea of contentment. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, because I, I used to think the song was about him saying, I don't need a soul, as in, like, I don't need, like, the spiritual part of me. Really what he's, he's, like, a soul, like, I don't need a soul, as in, like, another person. And I think what he's saying, so like, you know, the chorus is, I don't need a soul to hold. Uh, I don't need a soul, I don't need a soul to hold. Without you, I'm still whole. You and life make beautiful. And I just, I, I think it's, it's just so easy to, to think that like you, I, I think when you're when you're single or when you're lonely or, or, or whatever, to feel like somebody will come in, um, or even like in, even in a friendship way, a romantic way, like whatever kind of relationship that somebody will come and complete something inside of you and that you know 
I think what he's saying here is so true because like that's that's not true. You can be, um, you are not half a person. Um, you know, like you can also you can also take in the things that are beautiful, hold on to the great memories, love the people in your life, uh, and hold on to them with open hands. And when they're taken away from you, or when you know, because we're given people for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, and when that changes, um, or you know, things in that relationship change. Being able to let go of somebody is, is such a beautiful, powerful thing, um, and I think that really what this song is going for is is just that whole idea of contentment. Um, and for me, it's been like, especially lately, so like the day, um, the day after my wife said that she wanted to, to get a divorce, I just grabbed my kid, put her in her car seat, and we just drove to. The Madison River, which is you know like twenty minutes away from where I live, and we just blared this song, <laughs> and it was like, okay, cool. Like I know that um, whatever's taken, you can take my job from me, you can take my career from me, you can take my health from me, you can take my home from me. I I'm still whole. Like I'm I'm made whole in Christ. I'm I'm loved, called, chosen, equipped. Like and and to just like kind of hold on to that truth in this song, like that that was a very formative moment on that drive, and to to have this be playing in the background was um, so encouraging. I think that's why this is one of my favorite songs because it's so true. So, yeah, love it. So, <clears throat> anyways, Nathan, we do have to, you know, we have a few questions for you. What? Okay, hold on. See, you guys did this to me last time, and I was worried you were going to do it again. And you guys sit here in your ivory tower, right? Right. Roasting right. every guest this who comes on. Ivory tower. Which, <laughs> questioning their knowledge. So it encourages me to hear that someone else has flipped this on you before, because I have questions for you to answer oh. to see if you are even a pop punk. Because okay. no one's ever asked you guys that, as far as I know, on the pod. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay, so. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Sydney did, so, did ask us a question or two. You're asking first? I have questions for all of you guys. Or But do we ask you our questions first? Or I was kind of hoping I'd get past. I, I don't know. <laughs> they, they look kind of lazy. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say you don't get to ask me questions and I get okay, to ask can you I, questions. Can I make a quick comment on what TK was saying about I don't need a solo? Yes. Because I just, I love that song so much. Mm-hmm. Like the first three songs on that album were all contenders for mm-hmm. me. Um, so obviously it's my favorite album. And it it just it killed me to remove them from the list, but yeah. I just ultimately felt like there were things that I liked better about other songs. But yeah, I I do I love that song. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we talk about good songwriting and interesting things that he does. If you close your eyes and listen close, you can hear the chapter close. That's mm-hmm. three different uses of the same word in one line. Yeah, yeah. so cool. Yeah. Oh, he's so great. I Matt Thiessen is. And he's worked with so many different artists and bands, mm-hmm. and like has written songs for it. like he's such a gifted songwriter. Yeah, like a secular Christian, like whatever. Like he, homie knows how to write a song. Yeah, love him. Ah, oh, I love Matt Heeson yeah. so much. And then the next <laughs> line, he says the word "clothes," which is different but pretty close. Yep, that's love true. You. I never even realized that. No, I didn't realize that. That's brilliant. It's so cool. Alright, back to Intense, Nathan. Okay, here we go. Here's some questions for you guys. Are you even pop punk? You're yes. the ones with the podcast. Boom. 
Already passed. So, first, <laughs> first, this one's for Jonathan. Oh, great. <laughs> In every Christian bookstore, there was a back shelf with edgy-looking cassettes and CDs that seemed like they would make your parents afraid, but you were still intrigued. The majority of these albums were released by Tooth & Nail Records, which is one of the most notable players in the pop-punk genre, not only in the Christian scene, but also in the secular. Name three bands that have put out albums on Tooth & Nail Records. Oh, boy. Um, Falling Out Pez. They're Capital Christian. Um, and who else has? What? I'm just uh, um, following yeah. up is not at all where I would have gone with that. Oh, okay. I, that was like, <laughs> I, I love following up. I, they were great. Yeah, yeah. I really like following up. Dang, I I listened to so many bands growing up that I thought were on Tooth and Nail but weren't. So now I'm trying to recall. They were like on Goatee or something. Right. Wait exactly. Like the Lion K, I thought was on Tooth and Nail for a little bit. They were on Goatee. Yep. Uh, Classic Crime was on Tooth and Nail. Mm-hmm. Easy one. Um. Hmm. <laughs> Does anyone want to save them? I mean, TK could probably name 30. <laughs> oh, oh, I got Icon for Hire. What? Which Whoa, did someone fact about. check me on that? Yeah, that's true. Is it true? Icon for Hire. <laughs> oh, okay. Dang. Yeah. These Dude, are newer bands. I would have been, I like, August Burns Red? Uh-huh. They were a solid state. With Amberlin? Which is owned by Tooth and I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, Amberlin, Amberlin was, yeah. Yeah, so, there, so yeah. Solid State is owned by Tooth & Nail. Wasn't MXPX for like a short time? For a long time. Oh, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I didn't listen to a lot of pop, pop punk bands growing up. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Okay. In that vein. Sure. Um, Just Evanescence and... Right. I, yeah, as you do. Bring Me to Life. My dad somehow let me buy that. Really? Yeah, no. He looked at the cover and everything. He was like, okay. I'm like... Okay. <laughs> that one did not come really? from the cover. It's just a woman's face. It's creepy, man. My parents were real. <laughs> Amy, you're beautiful. Don't listen to him. Okay, next question. It was made to be. Yeah. This is for Tanner. Ne- the Tanner. Tanner, not TK. Not TK. Okay. Netflix's The Umbrella Academy is based on the comic book series written by what popular Drug pop punk? Okay. <laughs> Admittedly, I'm that was a bit of a gimme. Okay. Yeah. All right, TK. Forrest Klein's band, Hello Goodbye, started out on legendary pop-punk label drive Through Records while he was intending for another pop-punk record label. Which label was this? And name three artists that have released albums under this label. Wait, did you mean interning? Oh, sorry, I misread it. Yes, he was interning for a pop-punk uh, record label. Was it... No, Fearless. Okay. Fearless Records. Three albums from Fearless. Um, oh. Under Oath put out an album on Fearless, Real Friends, uh-huh. and then uh, Aquabats. Good. I should have known better than asking him a record label related okay. question. I can add to my answer to prove I'm really pop punk. Okay. Because it was written by Gerard Way. Yes. He also, for the Netflix adaptation, came out with two songs under his solo name. Uh huh. The second one was called This Is the End, I believe, and the first one was called Hazy Shade of Winter. And he also writes a whole bunch of the, um, uh, gosh, I just forgot the name, like, while I was talking, Doom Patrol comics. Oh, really? And then he also wrote another comic series called The True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys, which their, MCR's last album that came out in 2011 was a prequel story of a concept for that. I did hear about that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, all right. He's flexing on me here. Dude, you are popcorn. 
I just um, love Gerard Way, honestly. He's, he is pretty awesome. <laughs> okay, Jonathan. Oh, some, another one? Oh, there's more. I got more. I got a lot. Of trash. Uh, though some people would disagree that Avril Lavigne is pop punk. She did help shape the image as well as expose many females and young kids who normally would be uh, would not be aware of the genre of pop punk. Uh, name any other song by Avril Lavigne other than Skater Boy. Complicated. Oh, dang. Okay. Dude. All right. That's so complicated. That is, that's, yeah. Okay. All right, Tanner. What Bill. if he had named, like, one of the super <laughs> recent ones? <laughs> I don't know any of her recent stuff. I didn't know she was still making music. She just oh, yeah. started making music again. Oh, She's really? like... It was like, like when she released her single, everyone was like, "Oh, she's a Christian artist now." And then after that single, everyone was like, "Oh, she's not a Christian artist now." Okay. But she like loves God, I guess. Yeah, I heard that she became a Christian. Yeah. Oh. And like, not interesting. Okay. Hmm. All right, Billy Joel Armstrong. This is for you. Billy Joe Armstrong. Billy Joe Armstrong. Excuse me. Tanner I ring. I wrote. <laughs> sorry. Um, is a famous is famous for fronting what band? Green Day. And named four albums by the band. And double points if they come from before Dookie. So that's one that I took off the table. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know if I can name that many before Dookie. Uh, you can name four. That That's just any, bonus points. So, right. Obviously American Idiot. Yeah. Um, Kerplunk. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yep, Dude, that one's before. That's pre-Dookie. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, that's pre-Dookie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's interesting Wait. that Kerplunk is before. Dookie. <laughs> uh, it would go the other way around. Yeah, yeah because it, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. So you got two. I can't say Dookie now. You're throwing right. me off. There's a lot of albums. There are so many albums. <laughs> what was the one that was the, uh, where they went kind of like almost more pop and mainstream? It had 21 guns on it. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's called... Um, it has that number in the title. Did it come out in the 21st century? Oh, yeah, 21st century breakdown. Okay, and you have one more. It's a little bit cheating, but that's okay. Um, man, it's been so long since I listened to anything other than American Idiot. Um, I will take compilation albums. If that helps. Oh. <laughs> I can't remember the name of that compilation album. All right. I don't. I can't help you. I think Spanish. Oh yeah, they had like Uno, Dos, and Trace. Yeah, like, all. Yeah, <laughs> I think technically Trey was the third one, but yeah. And um, then I, we also would have accepted uh, Warning, Nimrod, Insomniac, Nimrod, Revolution Go! Radio, Nimrod, and Father of All was Gosh. the last one that was garbage. Yeah. Okay, TK. Yeah, Father of All was bad. Saved, saves the Day's lyrical and musical change in At Your Funeral was inspired by what notable event? They wrecked their van on warp Tour and sustained no critical bodily injuries. Correct. But it freaked them out. So they right. wrote an album called At Your Funeral. Nice. It's amazing. What? Jonathan. <laughs> After a strained and tense departure from the label, Christian pop punk legends MXPX marked their reunion tour with Tooth and Nail Records in 2007 to release the highly anticipated and super disappointing album Blank. I never listened to MXPX. You, you know so this. You should know you this. Know this. <laughs> What's an album You've name said this. from MXPX that you know? Just say an album name that you can think of from them. 
I've never listened to Mixed PS. Just think hard. <laughs> you 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 said one the thing. Name I, of will this say, album on I will say. I will say this. I will say this. No. Yeah. It might have been me that said it. I will say this. That album had some really cool bass lines. I don't even. I don't even know if I can name a song from it. It had a really cool bass solo. Album. Um, it was it's a on, song called Bass Solo. Was it self-titled? No. 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 It was. Know. It was on you. One of your ex albums. X, X, it was an X two thousand seven. X two thousand six. That was the only X two thousand eight, and that was the only song that I had heard from them. But what what was it called? I forget the song. Let me think. Um, it was the last song on the album. I know that on on X on X two thousand eight. It's the last song on that compilation album. I if somebody says it, I'll remember it. But honestly, I didn't really listen to that song very much. You are your own. <laughs> it's all up to you to come out swinging. It's secret weapon. <laughs> oh, Tanner's okay. face. He was just dying. <laughs> okay. Which is funny because you've talked about that song. I totally have. Like you last know, week, you're like, oh yeah, secret weapon. You know what's crazy? I didn't say that. That was Straight the first. Up. That was the first MXPX album I ever heard. I'm so sorry. I liked it at the time. Oh no. So bad. Kind of okay. Kind of stuff. But I learned a bunch of the bass lines from that album. Oh, fair enough. The bass solo in bass solo, mm-hmm. I can play it and it's really fun. <laughs> oh. Also, I play the bass line to Sad Sad Song all the time. Okay. That's all that album has going for it. Pretty much. So if those two bass lines. <laughs> should I listen to MXPX? Yes. yes. Which album should I listen to? Life in general. Okay. Also, or slowly going away about love. I I like the name of that album. Plans within plans is also yeah. the last perfect MX. Slowly album. going the way of the buffalo. Hmm. That's pretty good. I love pop ones. All right, Tanner. Haley Williams was married to the lead guitarist of What Heavy Hitting. Yep. Dang. Okay, okay TK. Yeah. I just want to see how many of these I can answer before you can finish. Were you two for two or two? Two, two for three. Two for three. Okay, TK, speaking of Newfound Glory, after the rhythm guitarist of NFG went to prison, the band used a few guitarists from other prominent pop-punk bands named three of the guitarists and the accompanying bands. Okay. Are you really pop-punk? <clears throat> Anthony Ranieri from Bayside. Mm-hmm. Will Pugh from Cartel. Mm-hmm. And William Ryan Key from Yellow Card. Good job. Wow. That's, that's good. All right, and then finally for everyone, I have a global question. Travis Barker is carrying pop punk back into the spotlight recently and has collaborated with several rap artists to create some additions to the genre named three. Kevin Hoopla. Yes. Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly. TK, got one? Uh, Willow, who is whip your hair back and forth, Willow. Yes. Who's now doing new metal. Wait, and it's so Willow good. Smith? Yes. Yeah. Seriously? Hold on a second. What? Wait a second. Hold on. And she has collaborated with Travis Barker. Mm-hmm. And Hold it's on. Super good. What did you just say? <laughs> Will, oh, yeah. Willow Smith. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. The genre yeah. and then the following oh, yeah. words that you oh, said. Oh, okay. Well, I don't. Aaron, next question. Um, <laughs> no, it's new metal, yeah. Yeah, and new metal in 2021. Yeah, new metal in 2021. It's good. It's good. I'm, it's good. I'm just saying. Right. 
Kind of like Linkin Park's first couple. Of <laughs> yeah, I, we've we've talked about this. We I like Linkin Park. Okay. <laughs> All right. We also would have accepted Lil Aaron, Young Blood, Swaco, and Jaden, but spelled with an X and not related to Willow. Not that Jaden. Okay. So, that Jaden's making garbage music. But this Jaden is collaborating with Travis Barker. Jaden, if you're listening, you still have a chance to not make garbage music. Please um, stop stealing okay. other rap stuff. I kind of stuff. feel like maybe we should do like a couple more rounds of songs and then go to our oh, no. pop punk game. Okay. I thought I got out of it. But oh, okay. man. That was good. Thank you. Tanner wrote all the questions. <laughs> Wait, he texted them to me this morning. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was like, let's, let's, let's prank him. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you <laughs> just knew all the answers to your own questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so yeah. really, it was you asking Jonathan and I questions. Are you serious? <laughs> but the other ones I wrote were actually pretty good too. The ones I will ask you. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to those. So I didn't know the answers to like any of those really. So good work, everybody. <laughs> That's okay. why you were so insistent that I knew that MXPX. I was gonna album. say I'm like because su- you thought I did, but I actually didn't. I, I never said that. Really surprised at how funny. like tailored to me it felt. Those mm-hmm. questions were that were asked to me, and how many label related questions there were. Right, I thought there was gonna be an Evanescence. They're not. Or one about themes. Wow. Gotcha. Gotcha podcasting! Gotcha podcasting. Good work, Thank you man. for the questions, Tanner. Okay, oh I gosh. think we do two more rounds of songs, and, and then we ask Nathan his I question. didn't want it to be like, oh, I know, like, my questions about, oh, I know a lot, but, like, to give me really, really hard ones, because I had to, like, sit and think about, like, really hard ones, like... Sure, but you knew the answers beforehand, still. True. <laughs> yeah, there's really no way to get around that. And you were even, I could tell you were trying to pretend like you didn't know. Right. Uh, what's that, man? I'm like, come on, TK. <laughs> okay, but here's here's what makes me think I'm... No, I'm not going to say that. Here's what makes me think I'm special. Because <laughs> the majority of those... Said so. Yeah, but I know of the majority of that information from a podcast I listened to 10 years ago about Hello Goodbye. Hmm. And it's okay. still like in my brain, and I can't remember um, like what my bank account balance is, or like I don't know, uh, like my login to my email account. You know, like just I can't remember that, but I can remember every word from that. He's an so, emo savant. Yeah, right. I, I'm okay. like an emo savant. Yeah. Okay. An emo savant. A savant. Moving on. You're number eight. Yeah. My number eight. Reliant K song. And dare I say, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bold statement here. I think Ooh. I'm probably the only one with this song on the list. Ooh. Such a four. <laughs> and that is where do I go from here? Hmm. Little banjo. Titled the first track, not titled the first track of the Nashville Tennessee. Actually, TV. you are. Yep. I, don't know. I had it. So I had it shortlisted, but it didn't make it. That would be my honorable mention. Would be that song. I love that song. It slaps. The other Reliant K song with a banjo in it. Um. I think <laughs> I think that this song is really cool because it is different from their normal style a bit. It's kind of folky. It's got you know more prominent banjo, um, those long drawn out vowels that just give you that like really kind of folky feel to the song, which is really cool. Um, and lyrically, it's cool because it's a, I mean like we've talked a lot about like 
Well, but for the listener at home who's never heard the song, you're making it sound like it's a folk song. Okay. So it starts folk, and then goes like break breakneck speed. Right. So it, it's it's like a mix of like folk and like speed punk. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's what makes it so great. Um. But lyrically, it's we've talked a lot about like so far about like lyrics about contentment and stuff like that. Um, and what's good about this one is I think it's it's kind of the opposite, where it's sort of about like not knowing where you're at or like what your path forward is and mm-hmm. what is the right choice to make there. Um, almost like to me, it makes it seem like almost questioning if it matters, like right. which path forward you take, right? Um, which I think that we all can relate to in some capacity. Um, so just to just to bring up some of those lyrics really quick. Um, so yeah, he basically, so the first one says, leaving may not be coming home, needing to know I'm not alone, even though I can't feel a thing, taking time to get over it, making the best of what won't quit, breaking me down, I can't feel a thing. And the chorus is, where do I go? Where do I stand? Where can I find myself again? Where do I go if not disappear? Where do I go from here? Um, and yeah, I just think it's a really cool kind of like exploration of that feeling of like not really knowing what the correct next step is. Um, while, you know, against the backdrop of like banjo and long drawn out vowels and like speed punk drum beat. Mm. A, it's an incredible song. Yeah. Like, it's so good that I almost, when I was learning to drive, I was backing out of a parking space and I put that on. And it was like, it just took me away to a different, like, plane of existence. And I almost, like, backed into another car because I was like, whoa. Yeah. And then my mom had to yell and be like, watch out! <laughs> the way you go from here is not into that vehicle. It's not into that vehicle. <laughs> hate that when things just take you away to a different plane mm-hmm. reminds me of a D session I played one time mm. <laughs> <laughs> let's not talk about that <laughs> mistake for me John, um, my number 8 is the best thing oh 5 score yeah um, okay I love this song I think it's so good it has one of the best most well written verses it's musically um, for them the piano and then the guitar coming in like halfway through the first verse is just so great um, I like really like K songs that I can sing along to mm. even though I don't really sing that well um, it's just fun mm. and I really like this song and almost didn't make it on here but then it was number 10 and I was like you know what I like it more than 10 and 9 so right. I moved it up to 8 right <laughs> it's, um, it's so hard to pick I know the placement which maybe this is a good time to say that, at least for me, there are some songs that are definitely like top five. Right. But as far as top ten, like they're all pretty interchangeable. Right. You know, it's it's hard to pick your favorite anything. At least for me, especially my favorite Relying K song because mm-hmm. they're such an amazing band and they have two hundred plus songs and they're almost all great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had like a definite one and two that mm-hmm. I was like, I know these they are interchangeable. Right. But then everything else was like Right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's awesome. 
Number eight is one that I'm going to probably say nobody most likely has, which is Here I Go Demo from The Bird and the B-Sides. Oh, nice. That's one that, like... Yeah, this is a weird one, but, like, it's not musically weird. It's just, like, a deep cut, I guess, but it was one that, like... That Bird and the B-Sides album came out on iTunes when I was a kid, right when, like, iTunes was becoming a huge thing, and I bought it, and I was like what is this album? It's enormous. And that was the one song from that album that ever made it into other playlists. Uh, at least initially. Oh, nice. So that was in my rotation for a long time. I've come back to that album multiple times and found songs that I really liked, but like acoustic versions that I like a lot too. Yep. Like the, the Be My Escape acoustic is fantastic. Um, I think that's on that one. Or is it on Apathetic? I think it's on... Oh, it is on Apathetic. But either way, Here I Go Demo is a, is a fantastic song, and I really like it. So it's, it's very, like, optimistic. And I remember, like, there was a point in my college career, so I started studying film in college, and I was on a scholarship that uh, I had to keep my GPA over 3.5 to keep my scholarship. And the first semester, all of my classes had all these films that I, I refused to watch because they were, like, had tons of nudity or, like, just gratuitous amounts of, I don't know, just content that I was not comfortable watching, and I had approached my professors multiple times and been like, can I watch something else from the same director from the same era as a substitute? And every time he was like, buddy, I don't think this is the right department for you. And I got C's in, like, all my classes, and it was just a miserable experience. And I had to go in front of the honors board and, like, defend myself in front of, like, 16 of the most important people at MSU. And then I switched majors to computer science. And it was just this horrible experience. And I remember sitting in my car just like in tears. And then this song came up on my playlist that's just like, where do we go from here? And it's like, we're just gonna go for it is kind of the message of it. Um, it's like, here I go, I'm just like launching into it. And that was just like, that kind of spoke to me at the time. So it just, it came along at like a good time for me to like, yeah. when I needed to hear that. So that's probably why it made it so high. Cause musically, I don't know that it's as solid as some of the other ones, but. It's definitely a good track, so listen to it if you haven't heard it. Here I go, demo from Bird and the B-Sides. But, like, way to have that integrity, though, and to stand out for yourself. And Well, you know what's huge, though, values. not to derail the podcast, is that I went to the head of the honors department, who was in charge of my scholarship, and I had a I printed out the parents' guide from IMDb for every movie that I refused to watch, and I had it in this giant manila envelope, and I put it on a desk, and I was like, there's a lot of stuff in here that's probably hard to read, so don't read it unless you really want to, but this is why I'm failing on my classes. And then I saw her last year. I've been out of college for like five years now, mm -hmm. and I saw her last year, and she said that this whole time she's kept that envelope, and she's been working on getting a policy where students could fill out a form to get an, exem an exemption from watching a film for like moral reasons, and now there's a way for like Christian film students to get through that program without like Come getting on. their grades thrashed yeah, awesome. and I was so moved that she was still working on that you know all these years later so shout out to Ilsa if you're listening to the pod right into the pod we appreciate you yeah. Um, but yeah that was just such a, a cool thing for her to just like keep working on all this time even after I graduated so anyways very cool yeah. that's so cool but yeah. that part of my life sucked because it was yeah. just like I don't know what I'm doing anymore but yeah, yeah. Berlin K was there for me yeah. God and Berlin K were there for me I feel like Reliant K has been there for me a lot. Mm. Um, I think I think good bands in your favor. I actually made a critical decision listening to my top ten that I think I'm taking Five Iron Frenzy out of the top place and putting Reliant K in the top place. Whoa! Really? Yeah, which is huge. Nice. Okay. This well. is a this is a big moment. Wait, that, I mean the song Five Iron Frenzy is either dead or dying? No, 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 no. Like the bands. No, like his favorite. Your band. favorite band is back to Reliant K. 
Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Okay, dude. Yeah, guys. Just, just give me that, like, a, like a, yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> but I still really like Five Friends. That's okay. Hey. But That's I, fun. you know, what's cool about this experience of doing this podcast is I've always known how that I love Reliant K. Mm-hmm. But, like, that has put Reliant K in my, like, right. favorite band of all time. It may, be, as well. it may be mine. I was yeah. thinking about that. I don't know. It's either that or Evan Essence. It's real hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, like, there are so few bands that I still like that right. I used to like, yeah. you know. From that like, I liked in as a fourth grader. Right. That, I still, that I'm still like, yeah, City Hawk and Stance hold up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, here's yeah, right. the thing, like, I listened to a lot of Reliant K leading up to this. I listened to a lot of Reliant K a few months ago when we did the Reliant K episode. I will go home and still listen to Reliant K. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I do not get bored of them. No. My wife does. <laughs> and we're praying for her. I put on one time, so after we did the Reliant K episode, it was like a few weeks later and we were driving to like dinner or something and I like put on two laps and she goes, oh, you're still in this Reliant K thing, huh? <laughs> I was like, it's not a phase. I never left. I was like, what do you mean this Reliant K thing? It's a way of life. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Um, You're number eight, right? My number eight, yeah. Yeah. I I was like, what's happening? Like, see them square with together on the sun tape. Um, My number eight is for the moments I feel faint. Mm. Um, this song has given me a ton of language, like, in my prayer life. Um, because I think all of us have been through things where we're like, I don't know what to pray, um, but I know that I need to change. Like, I, I feel so conflicted and messed up that, like, I don't even know what to say. Um, and there's a line in the song that says, I gather my insufficiencies and I place them in your hands. Mm. And that sounds like a really clunky phrase to say. But when he sings it, it just comes out really well. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not an awkward song. Um, and I, I will say, like, this is kind of a cheesy acoustic ballad worship song. But, like, that phrase has stuck with me for years. Because I, I remember, I don't even remember, like, why this happened. But I, like, got in trouble with my parents, like, in, like, freshman year of high school. And I was, like, really convicted. And the next morning I woke up. I put this song on and I was like, oh, that's exactly like what I'm feeling right now. Like, I feel like I'm so, I have so many insufficiencies. I just like need to, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want, like, I can't like drill in super deep. I just know that like, I want to give you these things and like move forward and like have freedom from this. And I still pray that like to this day. And that's like why this is in my top 10 because it still is like, it's like a part of my lexicon like right now. Um, Yeah. And that, you know, like, uh, when the world around you crumbles, you will be strong. You will be strong. And I just, I feel like, um, you know, we, we were at this incredible crossroads, like in Christianity where we're seeing like a lot of like stuff kind of hitting the fan and like a lot of aspects of the gospel are being doled or changed or altered or, um, appropriated to kind of fit like an agenda or, a, you know, politics or, um, you know, different things like that in the world. And I just, I feel like what I've seen is I've seen so many people fall out of that and be, be hurt or just lose their faith because like the message of the gospel has been like so neutered and watered down. So like 
that they didn't really have belief in the first place because they aligned with something that fit an agenda instead of them aligning with who God is. And I just feel like that's such a good line. Like, when the world around you crumbles, like, you will be strong. And that's not because we think we're great. It's because, like, we've been touched by the grace of God. Um, yeah, and I just, I think, uh, I think this is, like, one of those songs that, like, you think back and you're kind of like, this is, like, a cheesy song. But then you go back and listen to it and you're like, okay, like, that's dead on. So, yeah, love it. All right, moving on to number seven. Yeah, yeah. One more round. Oh, one more round? Still. Um, oh, and then you're going to do it? And then I'm going to do the game for Nathan. Oh, cool. That's right. So. You're, you're not. No one's, no one's free. No one's safe. So correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think this is going to be the first song that's been mentioned twice on mm-hmm. the list. Yeah. Um, thanks to Jono. My number seven Reliant K song is Marigold. Ooh. Ooh. Here for free. Higher than mine. Um, yeah, I really, really like this song. I think, um, you know, obviously Air for Free is a little bit of a different sound mm-hmm. than a lot of what we've been mentioning so far. Um, and you're right, it does make you feel good. It's very, like, a, you know, uplifting kind of sound. Um, and Marigold, to me, that song is all about grace. Um and as cheesy as it sounds, essentially what the song is saying is like, we all feel like a weed sometimes in a garden, right? Um, but God sees the beauty in us. And so I went ahead and did pull up lyrics. Thank you. Um, so verse one, it starts out by saying, I was in third grade, got a potted plant full of flowers, ran home and gave them to my mom. She said they were marigolds, what you call your garden variety weed. And then the chorus, it just says, oh, I'm a marigold. Oh, I'm a marigold. Oh, I'm a marigold. And you picked me. Um. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. But that's all great. I just want to say, Dandelions by Five Iron Frenzy, about twenty years earlier, and did that better. That's perfectly fair. Okay. I haven't heard that song. So. It's like almost the exact same premise. <laughs> like almost word for word. Interesting. In a field of yellow flowers underneath the sun, a boy with uh, a boy with bright eyes filled with laughter does something, 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 gathers dandelions in his hands, takes them to his mother. Huh. Almost exact same narrative. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, but like he's not there, right? Right. And they clearly love Five Iron Frenzy. They do love Fire and Frenzy, so there's probably some influence there for sure. Yeah. Um, Anyway, later on in the song, the bridge goes on to say, I'm not sad anymore. Um, And then. Like the Wonder Years? Repeats that. Right. And then uh, after that, repeats for a while, nothing but the sun in your eyes. Um, Yeah, and I just think, like, it's just. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's just it's a song that's just all about grace, essentially, mm-hmm. and I just I like it a lot. I love the sound of it. I love it's it's different than what you'd expect. It's a little more like a pop song, um, and yeah, it's just it's been it's quickly become one of clearly one of my favorite Reliant K songs, given that I never really got into Air for Free until we did the other episode of mm-hmm. Reliant K. 
Would you rate Air for Free higher in your ranking now than you did? I think I probably would, but I also don't remember where it was on my ranking. Okay. I don't remember either. Hmm. Actually, in prep for this, I listened to those episodes. Oh, look at you. There you go. This is also the, I believe this is also the second time this song will be mentioned, I think. Mm. My number seven is Sadie Hawkins' Dance. Ah, yep. Yep. Um, It's just a fun song. I didn't, I didn't listen to Two Laps, Don't Make a Right. I didn't really listen to Anatomy Tongue in Cheek, but somehow I knew this song. Even though I didn't listen to those albums. I don't know if I heard this one before Be My Escape. I'm pretty sure I heard Be My Escape first. um, Off Wild Hits. And then I heard this song along the way. And I didn't know what a Sadie Hawkins dance was either. I I had no idea. I was homeschooled. Um, So you didn't ask to the Sadie Hawkins dance? No, I did not. I'm sure your mom would have asked you. I'm sure she would have. Hannah, would you ask Jonathan to the Sadie Hawkins dance? Absolutely. Wait, did anybody go to the Sadie Hawkins dance? Ever. I was homeschooled too. I went, I've never been asked by a girl. I went to a Sadie Hawkins dance in high school. Well, yeah, because you were probably good looking. I had a mohawk. Oh. He was one of the edgy. He was a cool guy. Yeah, I had I a went, mohawk too. It was a, it was a German exchange student that I had a huge crush on that asked me. Oh, wow. Yep. That's awesome. What was your name? Sally. So, that was not what I expected. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I just know every lyric. It's Earl really fun Earl. to sing. It's fun. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I don't have enough, very much to say on this one as well. I don't have a lot to say about uh, the first four that I've got. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. It just makes me feel good. It's fun. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot less to say about, like, songs, typically, than, like, whole albums. Yeah. You know? Like, I could have talked forever about the Paramore albums, and I still could about these songs, but... The, my number seven... So, my number eight was one I thought no one would have. My number seven, I bet I'm not the only one. Uh, but I haven't heard it yet, and that's Deathbed, from Five Score and Seven Years Ago. Mm-hmm. I hated this song when I was a kid, because Deathbed... Or Five Score comes out, and you're, like, ready for another, you know, punk album from... Uh, from them and then this song comes on and you're like well this is kind of a bummer and uh but but now it's like i can barely listen to the song without tearing up and just Mm -hmm. just kind of walking through a guy's life and like his rebellion from god and just you know at the end that kind of realization of just continual grace and like how you know i don't know there's it's such a good amount of storytelling in that song that i just Mm -hmm. love where it's like um he just season so good is it decent or decent Teeson. He's so good at giving like little vignettes of stuff that's like, I'll just give you enough that you totally get the gist, but I'm not over explaining mm-hmm. anything. And like, he gets a little right. bit more like storytelling in this song, but it's still like, he'll put you in a little, you know, part of this guy's life and then bounce to this next one and bounce to this next one. And um, yeah, it's, it's good. It'll rip your heart out, but it's so, it's so good. So yeah, I just love this song. And so that one is an honorable mention for me. Um, it made my short list. Mm-hmm. When, when my list was down to 15 tracks, it was still on there. Okay. But I ultimately had to cut it. But yeah, that one was hard for me to cut because I also, I love that song. That song is like five scores, like saving grace, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. 
what did I have? Yeah, I had Bite My Tongue and Devastation and Reformer shortlisted mm-hmm. and Deathbed, but yeah, the other two got cut immediately. I have those three also. I'm a four, so I don't like that song because everyone likes that song. Mm. What yeah. don't you like about it? The fact that everyone likes it. Oh. So tell us why your number seven is Deathbed, Tanner. Number seven is not Deathbed. His number one's Deathbed. <laughs> my number one. No, my favorite or my seventh favorite Rolling K song is Falling Out. Ooh. Yeah. Um, just the chorus. I'm out just here. The well, I mean, just the chorus is like enough to make it an amazing song. I'm out here way beyond a shadow of a doubt, and I know that I'm never falling out of favor with you. Um, this is gonna be a theme throughout this episode. We do not market this as a Christian podcast. However, we are all Christians. Um, if you're not a Christian, that's fine. We can hang out and be friends. That's totally cool. We will like because this is my worldview and my faith impacts every part of the way I look at the world and myself. Um, like I cannot talk about this band without talking about my relationship and experience with Jesus. But I think um, this song falling out, like just the fact that like God's favor never changes. Like when it is placed on you, it, it doesn't go away. You you can't get you can't lose it. You can't do anything so bad to 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 you know make it flee from you. Like we are never falling out of favor with God, and I think just that that line is really really powerful. I this song too is what gave me a good grasp about like what emo songwriting and like what the emo genre is because they they take this phrase face down the carpet tastes like coffee grounds. I cried into my face now. It's like all a huge component of emo songwriting is they take like physical things and they work them into like a an, an emotional experience or like and and that's what the song does too. And it's like it's so clever. Like the face down <laughs> carpet tastes like coffee ground. I love that. Well, I think if I can interject, yeah. Quickly, um, I think that two lefts is where Rolante does that the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I actually want to do a mini episode on why Two Lefts Don't Make a Right is an emo album. Why it categorically is an emo album. Because it like it fits the mold in every way and no other Reliant K album does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is another use of like they use ground twice and it means two different things, right? It's pretty clever. Yeah. Coffee ground yeah. ground into my face. Oh yeah. And also yeah. Face down on the ground. Face down on the ground. Technically right. Was, yeah. Right. So, so he doesn't say that, but yeah, I guess it's true. Yeah, well, I just think it's like such simple imagery to be like, I feel so like I feel this this album is incredible because it's basically him being like, I'm screwed, <laughs> and like yeah. the the only thing that is my saving grace is Jesus Himself, and like, I you know just again like I'm out here way beyond the shadow of a doubt. I I freaking wake up every day and feel that way, like <laughs> I'm never falling out of favor with you, and like that. That is enough to carry me, like, through the worst circumstances, through the most devastating seasons, that has been enough to, to carry me through those ridiculous times and just to say, like, I'm loved by God. I'm never falling out of favor with God. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm good to go. I can lose everything. You know, again, like, I can lose everything and have that and still be fine. It doesn't make it easier um, or, or make it less heartbreaking, but but that is, that's, like, my solid rock. So, and that has, that idea has been sunk into me through this song. So that is why it's on my top ten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, sweating. I think it's game time. However, I want to break things up slightly, and I'm going to actually say my number six and then do the game. Ooh. Because my number six favorite Roland K song is Falling Out. Ah, okay. Um, and so it feels weird to do a game in between us both talking about this <laughs> song. Um, basically everything that he just said. <laughs> um, and, you know, I said my first note on this because I talking about it right after Marigold is yet another song about grace. Um, and, you know, it, he, he references falling out of style and falling out of, like, the way that things are in the world and, like, you know, what's cool and kind of knowing your place in the world, but that we will never fall out of favor with God. Um, that he sees the good in us, Jesus, um, and we can't change that, essentially. God sees, when he looks at us, he sees Jesus. Um, yeah. And so I think that that's ultimately what this song is all about. Um, TK pretty much, like, called out all the lyrics that I wanted to call out. Um, okay. Um, and specifically, thank you, um, specifically the, I, the pre-chorus, what you just said, face down, this carpet tastes like coffee grounds ground into my face now, is so good. Like, yeah. I, it's just like, you can't, like, you hear those lyrics and you're like, wow, I, like, you have a picture and almost a smell of like mm-hmm. carpet and coffee grounds right like, oh yeah and like how devastated he is right exactly and it, it just and be, so that's kind of like what I was alluding to is like coffee grounds and carpet is bad enough right like you that already is an uncomfortable thought and then like put your like lay down and put your face in it you know and it's like it's this exactly what you said to get this physical representation of like defeat like mm. he, he doesn't say I feel this way. He says, this carpet tastes like coffee grounds. Right. And you're like, I know what he means. Yeah. That's emo. Right. It's like that visceral. Yeah. 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 It's so good. I love that song. Every time I put on two laps, that is one of the songs that I'm just like, I'm like, I can't wait till we get there. Yeah. Um, It is. It is. It's like Enneagram for heaven. You just like soak it in. You're like, yeah. More. (laughs) More. More. Um, Anyway. Um, So yeah. Falling Out. It's a great song. Um, Nathan! <laughs> yes. Are you even pop punk? We'll see. <laughs> this is your second test. <laughs> yes. The first one was if I could this read is, all the questions Tana wrote. Are you even pop punk 201? <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> question one. This is a ridiculous question. <laughs> Neil Armstrong landed on the moon. Mm-hmm. Billy Joe Armstrong uh-huh. landed on A, Uranus, B, the other moon, or for some reason B again, Billboard Top 10 on almost every studio album. We're going to go with second B. <laughs> <laughs> B2, electric <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's the worst question I've ever read. Um, it's been the best, honestly. Um, question two. The main literary theme of Huck Finn is A, mm. racism, mm. B, colonialism, or C, both. Uh, C. Well done. I don't know if it means you're pop punk. No, but it's a good um, book. Final question. Question three. Name one ingredient of pizza, you poser. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I couldn't tell if that was cheese or G's. Cheese. <laughs> it was cheese, Gromit. <laughs> I guess you can have pizza without cheese. I I just wrote three questions as fast as I could. <laughs> <Right. laughs> okay. Okay. I, I have one more one more um, extra credit. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. When you think so, let me let me rephrase this. Sing the first thing that comes to your mind when you think pop punk. Sing. Yep. Um. The first line that came to my head was, once a whore, you're nothing more. I'm sorry, oh! change. I said, sing it, Nathan! I can't <laughs> sing, I'm a drummer. I don't care. <laughs> oh, oh, imagine if Aaron Gillespie had that mentality. <laughs> right. Where would under Where would we be? <laughs> I'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Calling you out, Aaron, right in the show. You just trying to make the show so offensive that people write angry letters in? Is that the I just want them to write I don't know. Does that make you angry? No, Tell so us about it. Write in. press is good press. It's kind of like that this meme. Point. It's kind of like that meme when it's like, when you find out your crush only thinks of you as a friend, and then it's like, they're smiling, and they're like, they think of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I, no, I'm not going to tell this one. Mm. So this is it. All right. <laughs> Jono, number uh, six. six. Number six. Uh, Nathan, you're not alone. Deathbed. I knew it. It's my number six. Last up. Um, some, somehow I missed this song until like a year ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to all five score. Um, That's fair. And I think they came out with a live album like a year ago. The Buffalo on the yeah. front. Yep. Yeah. And cool. the last song that they played live is a song called Deathbed. And I was like, what is Deathbed? Why would they put it as a closing song? I've never heard of that song. So I found it. And holy crap. It, like, not many songs that are over six minutes keep my attention the entire way. This is 11 minutes long. Mm-hmm. I listen to it the whole way through pretty much every time. Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful story of a man who's lost a lot and made mistakes in his life. Just come to the conclusion that you know Jesus the one who saves I need that he mm-hmm. needs his grace and he accepts Christ and it's just it's beautiful mm-hmm. it's, yeah it's just yeah it's amazing um, um impromptu are you even pop punk question for Jono name the guest vocalist on that song um I know live it was John Foreman it is John Foreman okay mm-hmm. is it studio as well yep yeah. okay yeah also the, the end of that song, the chord progression, makes it a circular album almost because it's the same chord, well, chord, quote unquote, mm-hmm. progression in the a cappella intro to that uh-huh. album. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. But I pulled up some lyrics from this song. Oh. Um, and this is just another one of those songs that, um, in the least amount of lyrics possible, he tells the most amount of the story that he can. And it's just very cleverly written. Um, but let's see if I'll find, um, okay, here's one, one of the verses from the beginning. By 47, I was 14. I smelled, I acquired a taste for liquor and nicotine. I smoked until I threw up, yet I still lit them up for 30 more years like a machine. And one of the last verses you cried wolf, the tears they soaked your fur, the blood from your fangs. You said, what have I done? 
You loved that lamb with every sinful bone, and there you wept alone. Your heart was so contrite. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay, fine, it's an honorable mention. Hmm? Fine, it's an honorable mention. Yeah. So, I encourage you to listen to this song and read the lyrics as you listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very moving. Good use of the word contrite, too. He has an Mm -hmm. incredible vocabulary. Yeah. 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 Well, contrary to what listeners might believe, he did not just take calligraphy and make a fake degree. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Or sell his textbooks for front row tickets to the MIT thing. And I know that because you can't get squats on textbooks. No, you oh, can't. No, not at all. You get like $10 right. for like a $200 textbook. It's insane. I still have my textbooks because it made no sense to sell them. Right. <laughs> I usually I, use monitor stands. Nice. <laughs> That's... Like most expensive monitor stands you'll ever use. I rented from Amazon my last two years. Ooh. That's smart. I couldn't do that when I like. Okay. I built an online repository with a friend of mine of PDF versions of every textbook for the computer science students, and then we got shut down by the university. So that was a fun <laughs> endeavor. Dude, that, that's like the most Nathan Roberts <laughs> thing I've ever. Done. Um, I can can I tell a college story real quick? Mm-hmm. Um, we so. At the time that I was going to that community college, I was in a band, a punk band that didn't have a name, and we just played in my garage, mm-hmm. and we had a few songs with no lyrics, really. Um, and I played the drums, actually. And occasionally, so we were all in separate like music classes, and there were these little practice rooms where they all had a little like old school like CRT TV and a piano. And they had that like office style ceiling where it had all the panels. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends slash bandmates had in one of those practice rooms, hidden in the ceiling by moving one of the panels out of the way, a Nintendo 64, four controllers, and Super Smash Brothers. And so when we had breaks between classes, we'd all go into that practice room and get the N64 out of the ceiling and plug it into the TV and play Smash Bros. And it was awesome. That's pretty good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a good college story. Dude, I want to go back to college and do that. <laughs> I took a percussion class in college thinking it would help me get better at drums. And really, it turns out you end up playing like Flight of the Bumblebee on a marimba in front of a bunch of professors. And it's terrifying and it's absolutely not worth it. So don't uh, take a percussion class instead of a drums class. Did it make you two a very different things. Did it make you a better drummer? Not really. Um... It made me have better form, like on a smarching snare, which in turn helps a little bit on like a normal snare. But right. Anyway, for I took a, an education music appreciation class. Hmm. You had to take it like for like in case you wanted to be a music teacher. And our literal first assignment was to make a mixtape of songs that we felt defined us. I was like, oh hell yeah! I I was like before the class is over, I was like, here's my here's my ten songs like. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. That's nice. so cool. And then you made a podcast. Yeah, and then I made a podcast. Uh, okay, we're on number six, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's where I, here's where my list takes a sharp left turn, uh, because once again, I'm sure this is not on anyone else's list, but my number six is the Halloween Blues uh, from the Creepier EP. Whoa. Um, I uh, yes. Go ahead. The Creepier EP. Yes, the Creepier EP. Er. Yes. Um, it's. I am a sucker for, like, cutesy, <clears throat> creepy stuff. Like, 
Nightmare Before Christmas, and pretty much anything Tim Burton does, but like, I don't know, anything in that genre, I just love, and Halloween's my favorite season, I love The Fall, like, Over the Garden Wall is my favorite show, so I was like, this song has like this rockabilly vibe to it that's really weird, and I've never heard them do other right. other places, and I just love this song. It's one of the ones that I didn't start listening to until later. This is what I'm saying, like, ten years ago, this would absolutely not have been on my list, but right now, I'm like, I love this song. Every fall, I'm like, this song is going on so yeah it's it's definitely no it's not even in the same ballpark as deathbed which i feel weird coming after it on my list but i love i love the howling blues i don't really like any of the other songs on the creepier ep her but i really like the howling blues so that's how i feel like a lot of their eps are is like there's like a great song and then a bunch of like yeah this is ep material Mm -hmm. songs so anyways the howling blues number six So, that song Candy Hearts is because mm-hmm. like that song it's a good song shreds and okay. then the other two are trash. so uh, yeah that song the Halloween Blues I never listened to the creepier EP or mm-hmm. until a few months ago when SNLXLVinyl.com yeah um, was doing a promotion where they were like oh you know anyone who makes a purchase today up to a certain number like gets a free Reliant K7 inch and I'm like I don't I have to buy something like it doesn't matter what I buy I need the Reliant K7 inch right yep and it was the creepier EP that's exactly what I did that's exactly how I heard that song yes and it's so good yeah they did that with a bunch of them the K's for karaoke they did that with and then the creepier and a couple others so the only 7 inches I own are Reliant K I think I have like 5 of them I have quite a few 7 inches and almost all of them were given to me by TK (laughs) yeah I like my little stash I have like inches right there yeah I oh, have yeah. like I think three of them that I have, I bought or acquired right. on my own. The rest of them I got from you. Nice. Yeah, I have a few like black flag seven inches that I'm really stoked about. Um, and like some like nap like some really old like Midwest emo stuff from like the early '90s. Okay, anyways, uh, we're like okay. Um, number six, FOMO, or as I call it, right? I call it FOMO, but it's called forward motion. Mm. <clears throat> um, because I feel like forward motion is like uh, it's like the completion of falling out so falling out and forward motion to me are like the same song in my head mm-hmm. it's like forward motion is like part two because again it uses a lot of the same like the same like so I've been banging my head against the wall for so long it seems I knocked it down so it's like almost the exact same language as face down this carpet smells like like um, and again it's like wrestling through defeat um I got evicted now I'm living on the streets my spirits lifted oh wait that wasn't me too many turns have turned out to be wrong this time I knew that I knew it all along a car crashes occur and then it'll I'll be what you were so anyways the song is just about him um, coming to terms with like defeat and to the extent that it says to experience the bittersweet to taste defeat then brush my teeth Mm. is such a good line (laughs) he's he's so witty um, and then he says, like, I struggle with forward motion. And, like, I, my personality is that I, like, I, like, latch onto something and I don't let it go until, like, it almost basically kills me. And so, like, I do have everything. And, like, it's a good example. Like, this summer I've been really, like, really struggling with, like, depression and anxiety. Um, it's been pretty bad. And, like, so there's um, a gal that I had built a relationship with for like since like april and then 
finally like was like I'm just gonna like tell her how I feel and then she like sh- straight up ghosted me for like two three weeks and it's still ongoing actually it's been over a month now that I think of it it's been a month and a half so that's really frustrating and that's been like really difficult for me to like move on like I struggle with four emotions because it's like I like hold on to the idea of like what things could be and so this song has and I've been that way my whole life so like the song has always been like really personal um and then it talks about I mean yeah it's just like that whole message and again to experience the bittersweet to brush your teeth and taste defeat such a witty line it's the exact same thing as the carpet tastes like coffee ground like they're those two songs like complete each other so falling out in four motion um yeah two left don't make it right one of the best albums ever made so good yeah and I think I'm double checking this, but those songs are back to back on the album, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, like yeah. I could not pick just one of those. It was so hard. Yeah. Thank you for listening to My Taste in Music Is Terrible. If you'd like to support the show, be sure to rate and review us on whatever podcast platform you listen on, and share us with your friends. You can also check us out on Instagram with the username My Taste in Music Is Terrible where we will post updates and polls on what bands we should rank next. If you'd like to share your own ranking, first exposure to a band, request a band for an episode, or just have something you want to say to us, message us on Instagram or email us at mytasteinmusicisterrible at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and I hope your taste in music just got a little more terrible.